0: Going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Tony, your host, Tony. dokie ladies and gentlemen. So, episode two. Today's topic, Top Gun. Not the not 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 the sequel that came out um back in May. No, no, no. I'm talking about the first one. The first, first ever one that came out almost 40 years ago. The first ever Top Gun. That one. That's the one I'm talking about. Alright, so yeah. That's today's topic, and before we get into today's topic, once again, I'd like to thank you guys so much for the support. It means a lot, really. So keep it up, and most of all, feel free to follow us on our Instagram if you haven't at Timeout underscore with underscore Tony Podcast. New episodes? I'm not sure actually because right now I'm just kind of like recording, stacking up. So I haven't really planned out what um what when episode what episodes coming out when. Um, and funny enough, I was actually supposed to start the season at the beginning of this month. We were supposed to have our season premiere on August 3rd. We are already at the end. We're already starting September. So, you know, it's like, sorry, I kind of fell behind and got lazy and mostly got lazy. But yeah. So yeah, no, two, for the most part, I think at least two episodes a week. That's what's going on now. Hopefully, I think so. I don't know. But yeah, take a look at that. Anyways, yeah. Top Gun. Now, personally, for me, I like Tom Cruise. He's an okay actor. He's done some good work with Mission Impossible, a few good men, Top Gun. Uh, But, I don't know. Uh, the whole Scientology thing kind of fucking freaks me out. And the fact that, you know, a lot of people say that he's dead in his eyes. Anyways. Yeah, um, let's just get started in today's episode Sit back, relax, crack open a beer, soda, and or water folks And enjoy because this is Chop Gun Okay, cool, so, for those of you that don't know, Top Gun is a 1986 action film directed by Tony Scott and produced by Don Simpson with Jerry, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer in association with Paramount Pictures. Screenplay was written by Jim Cash and Jack Evans Jr. It was inspired by an uh, article titled, Top Guns, written by Ehud Yane, and was published in Cal- in the California Magazine three years earlier. The film stars Tom Cruise and Kelly McGills alongside uh, Val Kilmer, Anthony Edwards, and Tom Skerritt in supporting roles. Cruise plays a lieutenant by the name of Pete Mitchell, a.k.a. Maverick. Now, Maverick here is a young naval aviator aboard the aircraft carrier USS Enterprise. Him and his radar intercept officer, Lieutenant Nick Bradshaw, a.k.a. Goose, are given the chance to train at the U.S. Navy's Fighter Weapons School at the Naval Air Station Miramar in San Diego, California. Released on May 16, 1986, the film went on to receive mixed reviews upon its release. Four weeks, however, after the release, the number of theaters showing it increased by 45%. And despite its initial mixed reaction, the film was actually a huge commercial hit grossing $357 million globally against a production budget of only $15 million. Top uh, Top Gun was actually the highest-grossing domestic film of 1986, and the film film maintained so much popularity over the years, it earned an IMAX 3D re-release in 2013. Additionally, the soundtrack to the film has since become one of the most popular movie soundtracks to date, reaching nine times platinum certification. The film would go on to win both an Academy Award for a Golden Globe uh, sorry an Academy Award and a Golden Globe Award for "Take My Breath Away" performed by Berlin. In 2015, the U.S. Library of Congress selected the film for preservation in the National Film Registry, finding it culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. A sequel titled "Top Gun: Maverick" was released 36 years later on May 27, 2022, to even commercial uh, to even greater commercial success and critical praise all right cool cool cool, cool. so the story opens up on u.s naval aviator lieutenant pete maverick mitchell and his radar intercept officer lieutenant nick goose bradshaw they're stationed in the indian ocean abroad the uss enterprise they've Uh, We see them fly the F-14A Tomcat and during an interception with two hostile MiG-28s, Maverick missile locks on one while the other hostile locks onto Maverick's wingman Cougar. Maverick tries it off but Cougar shows shaken that Maverick defies orders to land and shepherds him back to the carrier. Cougar resigns his commission and Maverick Maverick and Goose are sent in his place by cag stinger by the cag stinger to attend top gun the naval fighter weapons school at naval air station miramar prior to the first day of instruction maverick unsuccessfully approaches a woman at a bar and the next day he learns that she is actually an ad an astrophysicist and a civilian top gun instructor by the name of charlotte charlie blackwood she becomes interested in Maverick upon learning of his inverted maneuver with a MiG 28. In Maverick's first training hop, he defeats instructor Lieutenant Commander Rick Jester Heatherly, but to do so, he flies below uh, 10,000 feet, breaking a major rule of engagement. Maverick and Goose also buzz the control tower, and they are reprimanded by the chief instructor, Commander Mike Viper Metcalf. Privately Justin tells Viper that while he admires Maverick's skill, he's not sure if he would trust him as a teammate in combat. While in class, Charlie objects to Maverick's, uh, Maverick's ex- uh, aggressive tactics against the MiG-28, but privately tells him she admires his family and sorry, his flying and they begin a romantic relationship. On training Hop 19, Maverick abandons his wingman Hollywood to chase Viper, and as a result, first Hollywood and then Maverick are defeated in a demonstration of uh, of the Valley of Teamwork. Jester tells Maverick that his flying is excellent, but criticizes him for leaving his wingman Lieutenant Iceman Kaczynski and causes behavior foolish and dangerous and worse than an enemy. Maverick and Iceman, the leading contenders for the Top Gun Trophy, chase an a- A4 and Hop 31. His Iceman has trouble getting a lock on the A4, Maverick pressures him to break off so that he can move into the firing permi- uh, position. However, Maverick's F-14 flies through Iceman's jet wash and suffers a flame and suffers a flame out of both engines. Going into an unrecoverable flat spin, Maverick and Goose eject. However, Goose is killed when his head slams into the jet uh, jetson aircraft canopy. Fucking moron. The Board of Inquiry clears Maverick of any wrongdoing, but he is shaken and uh, guilt-ridden, even considers quitting. He seeks the advice from Viper, who flew with Maverick's father during the Vietnam War, where he was killed. Contrary to official reports faulting Mitchell, Viper says he died heroically. Uh, He tells him he can succeed if he regains self-confidence. Maverick chooses to graduate and congratulates Iceman, who was the Top Gun trophy. Iceman Hollywood and Maverick receive immediate deployment orders to deal with the crisis situation and they are sent to the enterprise to provide air support and uh, for the rescue of the SS lane, a disabled communication ship that has drifted into hostile waters. Who's the enemy? I don't fucking know. It's the eighties. It's probably Russia uh, aboard the enterprise. Iceman Hollywood are assigned to provide air cover with Maverick and Rio Merlin on standby. Iceman expresses concerns to Stinger about Maverick's mental state, but is told to just do his job. Iceman and Hollywood are pulled into a dogfight with what appears to be two MiGs. But turns out to be six. Hollywood gets shot down. Maverick is scrambled and goes into a spin after encountering another jet wash, but he recovers. Shaken, he breaks off and re-engages and shoots down three more MiGs. Iceman destroys a fourth and the remaining two uh, MiGs withdraw. Upon the triumph of return to the Enterprise, the pilots share their newfound respect for one another. Maverick later throws Goose's dog tags overboard. And in the end, offered the choice of any assignment, Maverick chooses to return to Top Gun as an instructor. And he reunites with Charlie at a bar in Miramar. And that, my friends, is Top Gun. Woo! Ow, what a Ow. I don't know. I... Yeah. You know, there's something about the 80s male Sigma grind set that just scares the fuck out of me. I mean, he causes his best friend's death and now he's like, oh, whatever. And he just moves on like it's not. Oh, never mind. I'll just save it for the right. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, on a scale of 1 to 10, I got to give Top Gun a... Oh, shit. A... I find myself giving Top Gun a. a 6 out of 10. (laughs) And well, here's why. So, first and foremost, um. pardon me. These characters are just poorly written. It's. it's honestly just. um. You know, everything that's wrong with the 80s... You know, all the acting that's wrong with the 80s... It, you could obviously just see it here... I mean, I'm not saying Tom Cruise is like a garbage actor... No... It was sort of far from that... But... I, um... It's just really... Um, it was... It was certainly, it's too... Like... Like, these characters are just badly written, you know? They're just badly written... It's like, um... Maverick gear. He's responsible for fucking. Um, what's his face? His buddy's death. Goose. He's responsible for Goose's death, right? And all of a sudden, he grows a pair and he wants to come back and kick some ass and you know destroy whatever the whoever the enemies were in this movie. Now, I'm not a. Um, I'm not a. Lawyer, or anything like that, but if you cause someone else's death like that, especially on a on a scale, on this this kind of scale, um, on a, on a on a grand scale like this, it usually means you're looking at um, you're looking at um, looking at that's like life in prison. I think probably even the death penalty. I don't know. It's just. It's just poorly written. It's it's just so poorly written. It, like, it has a bunch of shit that just makes you go, what the fuck? Shit that's just, that's the total cliche. Shit that just doesn't make sense. But they let it fly because it's the 80s and what the, why the fuck not? Or because it's a movie and why the fuck not? You know? That's really, I don't really like about this movie, you know? They just let a lot of shit slide. A lot of plot holes. They don't even explain who they're fighting, dude. Like, it's just, oh, we're, we're pilots, we gotta shoot people, that's it. Like, huh? Anything else? As uh, is, is Russians, are we fighting French? What? You know? <laughs> However, what stops this movie from uh, just being completely mediocre would have to be the shots. Aerial shots. The effects. The aesthetic the pilot aesthetic all of that is what keeps this movie from being bad you know if this was a regular from you know 80s action movie with cops or if it didn't have planes this movie would just automatically be just dog shit just complete dog shit but because it has planes that's just what makes this movie a complete six out of ten ladies and gentlemen so there you have it those are my thoughts on top gun let me know what you guys think now let's take a look at behind the scenes so development for the film or production for the film first um began when the primary inspiration for the film um was featured in an issue of california in may of 1983 the article titled top guns by elod yunay the magazine featured aerial photography by then lieutenant commander charles heater uh heatley the article detailed the life of fighter pilots at Naval Air Station Miramar in San Diego, self nicknamed as Fighter Town USA. Numerous screenwriters allegedly turned down the project. Jay Buckheimer and Simpson went on to hire Jim Cash and Jack Epps Jr. to write the first draft. Research methods. By Epps included in attendance at several declassified Top Gun classes at Miramar and gaining experience by being flown in an F-14. The first draft failed to impress Buckner and Simpson and is considered to be very different from the final product in very numerous ways. Tony Scott was hired to direct the strength of a commercial he had for Swedish automaker Saab in the early 80s where Saab 900 Turbo is shown racing a Saab 37 vegan fighter jet. Actor Matthew Modine turned down the role of Pete Mitchell and the role eventually went to Tom Cruise because he felt that the film's pro-military stance went against his kind of politics. Julianne Phillips was also in consideration for the role of charlie and had been scheduled to perform a screen test opposite tom cruise the producers wanted the assistance of a u.s of the u.s navy in the production of the film the navy was influ um, influential in relation to script approval which resulted in changes being made the opening dogfight was moved to international waters as opposed to to cuba the language was toned down and a scene that involved a crash on the deck of an aircraft carrier was also scrapped Maverick's love interest was also changed from a female enlisted or the member of the navy, sorry, from a female member enlisted of the navy to a civilian contractor with the navy due to the U.S. U.S. military's prohibition of fertilization between officers and enlisted personnel. The Charlie character also replaced an aerobics instructor from an early draft as a love interest for Maverick after producers were introduced to Christine Lex Fox, a civilian mathematician to employed by Center for uh, Naval Analysis um, as a specialist in maritime air superiority, developing tactics for air carrier defense. In other words, 1 plus 1 is 2 minus 1, that's, that's 1 again, so quick maths. <laughs> anyways um filming so the navy made several aircraft uh from f-14 fighter squadron vf-51 screaming eagles which mike viper Mercle mentions in the scene at his home available for the film Paramount paid as much as seven thousand per hour for fuel and other operating costs whenever aircraft were flown inside of their normal duties. Sorry, flown outside their normal duties. Shots of the aircraft carrier scenes were filmed aboard the USS Enterprise, showing aircraft from F Fourteen squadrons VF 144 uh, <clears throat> A- 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 Ard yeah vs-213 black lions the majority of the character uh, sorry carrier flight deck shots were of normal area uh, aircraft uh, um i messed that up normal aircraft operations and film crew had to take what they could get save uh for the occasional flyby which the crew of uh, film crew would request during filming director tony scott wanted to film aircraft landing and taking off backlit by his son during one particular filming sequence the ship's commanding officer changed the ship's course thus changing the light when tony was sorry when scott asked if they could continue their previous course he was informed by the commander that it would cost $25,000 to turn the ship and continue on course scott wrote the carrier's captain a check so that the ship could be turned and could continue shooting for another five minutes Future NASA astronaut Scott Allman piloted the F-14 aircraft for many of the film's stud sequences and have been recently stationed at the NAS Miramar at the time of filming. Allman was seen flipping the bird in the film's well-known opening sequence as well as piloting the aircraft shown buzzing the tower throughout the film. Most of the sequences of the aircraft maneuvering over land were shot at the Naval Air Station in uh, Fallon, in Nevada, using ground mounted cameras. Air to air shots were filmed using a Learjet piloted by Astrovision inventor and legendary pilot Clay Lacey. His name has been spelled in the closing credits as Clay Lacey with an E. Grumman, manufacturer of the F 14 was commissioned by Paramount Pictures to create camera pods to be placed upon the aircraft that could be pointed towards either the front or the rear of the aircraft, proving outside shots at high altitude. The fictitious MiG-28 enemy aircraft was depicted by the North uh, Northrop F-5. The film was shot in the Super 35 format and as anamorphic lenses were too large to fit inside the cockpits of the fighter jets and also the cameras would literally fall off their mounts when the fighter jets just maneuvered on the sides so reshoots at the top guns filming wrapped conflicted with made in heaven in which the mcgill in which mcgillis starred with brown hair top guns filmmakers were forced to hide her hair color which for example resulted that scene shine in the elevator featured uh, featuring mcgillis in a baseball cap the san diego restaurant and bar at kansas city barbecue served as filming locations for two scenes shot in july of 85 first scene features goose and maverick singing great balls of fire while seated at the piano and the final scene where you've lost that loving feeling can be heard on the restaurants Well sorry uh were like to ju- jukebox were also filmed at the restaurant both scenes filmed consecutively and after the release of the movie the restaurant would go on to collect a significant amount of memorabilia from the motion picture until it Kitchen fire in june of 2008 destroyed much of the restaurant some memorabilia and props including the original piano used in the film survived the fire and the restaurant would go on to reopen in november of that same year Uh, in 1985 paramount pictures rented the grace house a historic san diego folk victorian uh queen anne cottage located at 102 north pacific street used it as a home for charlotte charlie blackwood charlie's backyard scenes were filmed at another house located at 112 first street uh, that was and it was right behind the Grace House in May of twenty twenty. The Grace House was relocated and later renovated into a pie shop called High Pie, located at two fifty North Pacific Street. Now I want pie. Um, <laughs> I really do. Um, where was I? Where was I? Yeah, whatever the film quickly became a box office success and was the highest grossing film in 1986 it would be uh, 6 months before its theater count dropped below to that of its opening weekend and it debuted at number 1 its first weekend with a gross of tol- of 8.2 million and it went on to a total domestic gross of 176.8 million and 177 million internationally for a total worldwide of the film sold an estimated 47.65 million tickets in north america in its initial theatrical run on Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 57% based on reviews from 75 critics with an average rating of 6 out of 10. The website's critical consensus quotes, Though it features some of the most memorable and electrifying aerial footage shot with an expert eye for action, Top Gun offers l- a little for non-adolescent viewers to chew on when its characters aren't in the air. quote. On Metacritic, the film has a weighted average score of 50 out of 100 based on 15 critics indicating mixed or average reviews and in terms of a sequel well obviously um a sequel was confirmed in 2010 almost 30 years after the release of the first film In September 2014, it was revealed that Justin Marks was in negotiations to uh, write the screenplay, which was confirmed that following June. In May of 2017, during the promotional tour for The Mummy, Cruise confirmed that a sequel to Top Gun would start filming sometime in 2018. By June of that same year, he said that the title would be Top Gun Maverick with a Fault Meyer back as composer for the sequel. Later that month it was announced that Joseph Kaczynski, who directed Cruises 2813, Oblivion was set to direct, and Kilmer was announced to reprise his role as Iceman. McGills was not asked for the sequel, why not? But appears in the film via archive footage. <laughs> Impersonators of the Bradshaw family, Edwards, Brian, and Wells twins, were also also appeared in archive footage. While Miles Teller plays her grown-up son, Lieutenant Bradley Rooster Bradshaw. Was, yeah, why not? <laughs> Anyways, um, as far as the Top Gun story goes, that's pretty much it, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta wrap it up there because I am tired as hell and I wanna pass out. Thank you guys all so much for the support. It means a lot, really. Keep up the support. It means a lot, really. <laughs> Feel free to follow us on our Instagram at timeout underscore with underscore Tony Podcast. New episodes every week, and that pretty much concludes today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys all so much for the support; it means a lot, really. And um, now that I'm at it, now that I remember, um, there is a possibility that a YouTube channel could be coming in the near future. How? Why? I don't know, but I just hope to get. Uh, I just hope to you know create it in the near future. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty much it for today's episode. Um, thank you guys all so much for the support. It means a lot. Thank you, thank you, thank you, your Mom, your Dad, Brothers, Follow us on our Instagram, and uh yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys all so much, take it easy, and most of all, don't drink and draw. Okay, show's over. Please get out. Thank you.